If you're a pro-life activist like me, you hear from our opposition that there's no such thing as late-term abortions. Well, we'll talk about that today and clear up the misinformation here on the program. Also, we're going to be discussing all trimester abortions and the expansion of DuPont Clinic, who's moving from Washington, D.C. to Los Angeles. We'll have a guest from survivors of the abortion holocaust on the program. So stick around. Activist Radio with Mark Harrington Show is brought to you by Created Equal. And you can support our work by going to createdequal.org. A little icon on the side of the home page you can click on and give electronically or you can write a check to us and support our work uh, taking abortion victim photography and video to college campuses, high school campuses, basically every single public venue you could imagine. That's where we go and we share the truth about abortion and the love of Jesus Christ and the gospel. So that's the work that we do, and you can follow us on all our social media platforms, and you can follow the program on all the popular podcasting platforms. Well, today we're going to cover two things. We're going to talk about late-term abortion, and I put scarecrows quotes around that because there are those on the other side of this issue, our opposition, who say that late-term abortions don't happen. They don't exist. We're going to talk about that. And I think you're going to find out that they do. And the other thing is we're going to talk about, we're going to be interviewing one of our interns that's coming in for our summer boot camp uh, in the second part of the program. So let's just jump in here. If you've been following the program, you know that Ohio is at the center of everything when it comes to the abortion issue right now, because uh, in November, if they get the signatures, there will be a measure on the ballot to expand abortion up to the very moment of birth. Yes, that's right. Late-term abortion will be legal in America, in Ohio up to the moment of birth. Now, that's disputed by our friends on the other side of the issue, and we're going to talk about that in detail today. But, And that's why I want to bring it up, because uh, late-term abortions uh, you know, are no different in the sense of in the eyes of God. We're all made in the image of God, whether conceived in the womb and, die, and, and murdered at six weeks or 20 weeks or 31 weeks. It, it really doesn't matter. It's all murder. But late-term abortion is something where the public seems to uh, disfavor, at least a majority of the American people, uh, say that late-term abortion should not be legal. And therefore, it's a good political wedge issue for us uh, to, to, to make our case. And, 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 and obviously, it happens. And so if you're looking, say, at the Ohio proposed Ohio Constitutional Amendment, and Mr. Producer, if you pop that up, we have a red line document that you'll find at createdequal.org forward slash Ohio that basically is marked up in red ink and points out some of the problems with this constitutional amendment. And the one is this. On uh, Section B, number three, the amendment says abortion may be prohibited after fetal viability. Well, that sounds good, doesn't it? It's like, oh, okay, they're they're moderate. You know, they're they're trying to compromise and provide some measure of sanity to the whole amendment, so that even some marginally pro-life, pro-choice people might vote for it, right? 
Well, if you look at what viability means these days, it doesn't mean what it used to. We used to believe that, or at least it used to be defined as a baby who is viable is a baby that can live outside the womb of her mother. That's not necessarily the case anymore. Now, yeah, you might say, well, how do you know that? Where'd you get that, Mark? Well, just recently in the uh, periodical The Atlantic, which is a liberal rag, by the way, but Warren Hearn, who is a notorious late-term abortionist who wrote the, the manual, if you will, the operations manual on abortion, he wrote the book called Abortion Practice, he uh, was interviewed in The Atlantic just recently, and he made this comment, and this is coming from an abortionist, a late-term abortionist, I might add. He said this, uh, or I'm sorry, the, the reporter who, who wrote the story said this, quote, and this is from the, the, the Atlantic, Hearn, though, believes that viability of a fetus is determined not by gestational age. Now get this, but by a mother's willingness to carry it. So basically, viability is determined by the mother's willingness to carry the baby. That's it. She doesn't want the baby. Baby's not viable. Has nothing to do with gestational age or the baby's ability to live outside the womb of the mother. So here we go. This amendment says abortion may be prohibited after fetal viability. And guess who's determining that? The abortionist. This is why we can confidently say that this proposed constitutional amendment here in Ohio that may end up on the ballot in November will expand abortion, enshrine it into our constitution here in Ohio up to the very moment of birth. That is why late-term abortion will be legal in Ohio if this passes. So the idea that late-term abortions don't happen is a lie, uh, and it may end up happening here in Ohio because of this constitutional amendment if it does pass. Now, before we get into the discussion of some of the worst actors when it comes to the late-term abortion, I want to play for you a clip. This is from live action. This is an animated video, partially anyway, and it's narrated by a, an abortionist used to kill babies talking about late-term abortion or what they call induction abortion. So you understand exactly how this happens. Go ahead and play the clip. On day one, mifepristone is given orally. Mifepristone blocks the pregnancy hormone progesterone, causing the lining of the uterus to degenerate, starving the fetus of vital nutrients and oxygen. Mifepristone alone doesn't necessarily kill the fetus, so fetal demise is often induced beforehand. This is often only done for babies 20 weeks or older. A syringe with a large needle is filled with a drug called digoxin. Digoxin is used to treat heart problems, but an overdose of digoxin will cause fetal cardiac arrest. A long needle is inserted through the woman's abdomen or vagina, and the digoxin is injected into the fluid surrounding the fetus under ultrasound guidance. The fetus doesn't die immediately, which is why this is normally done one or two days beforehand. For the drug to be more effective, the abortion doctor can also inject the digoxin directly into the fetus, targeting either the body, heart, or umbilical vein. Potassium chloride can God also help. be used to induce fetal demise more immediately. The fetus usually dies within 24 hours of the injection of digoxin. 
If the fetus doesn't die within 24 hours, the injection can be repeated. Death is normally confirmed by ultrasound before the start of delivery. On day two, 24 to 36 hours after the mifepristone, the woman is given misoprostol either orally or vaginally, causing her to go into labor. The misoprostol dose can be repeated every three hours up to five times. Usually, after 24 hours of starting the misoprostol, the woman will vaginally deliver the fetus. If the woman is having trouble delivering, she may be given a synthetic hormone called Pitocin to promote labor. Once the fetus and the all placenta right. you, have you been... Can end, you can end it there, basically. First of all, the, the, the video is excruciatingly clinical. It, it's in, in the sense that it, it, it removes all emotion the sense that we can describe this procedure in the way that she does is difficult to watch because think about it. We're talking about killing a baby that can live outside the womb using the, you know, digoxin, inserting a long needle and then injecting a drug that brings about what they call fetal demise. You know, these types of terms, uh, it's sickening, frankly. I mean, it's a heart attack. You're killing the baby by giving the baby a heart attack. And there are actually people in our country that do this. Think about it. And there are buildings in Washington, D.C., and, and we're going to be talking about coming soon to Los Angeles, where mothers take their children to be killed this way. It still blows my mind after 25 years that we're doing this. And I see a video like that, and, you know, sometimes people yawn and go, oh, you know, this, this is what's going on in likely possibly in your own town. So anyway, I digress a bit here. But the idea here is late-term abortions do exist. How do we know? Well, because they advertise them. And so we want to talk about that. And this is, uh, this is we're going to talk about this DuPont, DuPont Clinic that's going to be moving to Los Angeles. And my guest today is Tim Clement. He's the Outreach Director for Survivors of the Abortion Holocaust, and Tim is a missionary to the unborn, and he's focusing on saving babies and saving souls, which are important things to do as we minister. And he loves discipling the next generation of youth, as we do here at Created Equal. Tim, thanks for being on the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Mark. I appreciate you and your ministry. Well, likewise, we're kindred spirits in the battle for sure. And we have a similar focus on young people because we understand that if we don't raise up the next generation of leaders, we won't have a uh, we'll, we'll lose the battle. I mean, it's simple as that. Right. we got to have warriors in the battlefield. Yes. And, uh, you know, there are people like myself that aren't getting any younger. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> so we got to keep working at raising up that next generation. And you guys do a great job of that. Uh, the reason why I wanted to talk to you is, is this DuPont Clinic in Washington, D.C. DuPont, by the way, I'm assuming, I looked at the map, I think it's near DuPont Circle, right, in Washington. Have you ever been to, ever been to Washington, you know where DuPont Circle is? It's one of the, you know, metro stops, apparently. And uh, this abortion uh, industry, this, this abortion company does late-term abortions there, and they're expanding. They announced it on Twitter, for that matter. This is they're right out in your face about all of this stuff. And they call it an all trimester abortion center. 
And they say that uh, just like our clinic in D.C., again, this is on their Twitter page. And you go to their website, their advertising. All patients will have a dedicated doula. Basically, that, you know, that's that's someone to help you out with with your delivery. In this case, uh, the abortion. And labor support aromatherapy. I mean, you got to have that if you're going to kill your child, you know. A private patient room. Nice, you know, and sedation for all procedures. They are out in the open what they do here. They call it all trimester. So they're moving to DC, or they're moving from DC to Los Angeles. You guys caught wind of this by monitoring the website here. Tell us about this a little bit. Would you would you, Tim? I mean, you have you been to the one in, in Washington? Uh, and you're familiar with this the move that they're trying to make. There are other late-term abortion centers in America, as we know. Warren Hearn runs one in Boulder, Colorado. Uh, you know, there's one in, in there's another one in Washington D.C. Uh, Cesare Santangelo and others. This one seems to be in your face and more brazen than the most. It does, Mark. Uh, yeah, uh, like you said, this one's D.C.-based. Uh, Dupont. Um, and uh, they are branching out. They're branching out and they're put, going from coast to coast. They're putting yep. the roots down and anchoring themselves in now California. And they're actually uh, looking at to put this one, um, this DuPont at a, uh, in Beverly Hills of all places. They're going to make Beverly Hills a destination of abortion tourism. And so the thing is with uh, DuPont is uh, they're, they they give every they 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 offer a lot of other abortion um uh, uh, uh things to do for, for abortions like iud's abortion pill um the first and second second trimester trimester uh abortions but the third trimester is the one that they're really known for and the one that they really have their eye on and it's not because they're going to make a lot of money in california per se but they they are now going to because there's after 20 weeks, only about 1.3% abortions happen. Uh, but what's going to happen is it's going to be an out-of-state um, uh, uh, tourism kind of uh, attraction, right. if, if you will. So they're going to reach you... out to uh, Newsom. He he offered uh, he offered that uh, in September. He he put that billboard out there in all these states yeah. that were no longer offering abortion, to, and he said and he used I mean. It was uh, horrific to use a uh, Bible scripture to love your neighbor. And he was saying that California is trying to love their neighbor to offer this abortion um, opportunity here in our state. If you want to come to our state. So now. Yeah. It's and term. I, yeah. Well, you know, I, I saw the live action piece reporting about the move from um, well, the, the addition to this DuPont clinic in Los Angeles. And the article was written before you guys there in California. Uh, passed your own constitutional amendment, right? Enshrining abortion up to the mo very moment of birth. So now you're on record. I mean, as being a, an abortion destination for anybody who wants to come from a surrounding states, or for that matter, anywhere in the United States, where you might border, say, the state that doesn't have abortion up to birth or restrictions, or for that matter, might be banned. So California was already a state that, you know, probably committed more abortions than anybody in the country. Now it's even worse, right? People are going to come there from all over the world, probably. Um, and so these people are out in front about all this stuff. They advertise exactly what this does. They say 26 to 31 weeks. I mean, 
don't know about you, but you know, I know how large a child is that that old and and, ge and gestation that old. They just do this as a routine. I mean, this is like their bicoastal model. They call it. This is obscene. This is obscene. It's a. Uh, it's a. Uh tragic it really is it's just tragic that uh we have people so seared in their conscience that would uh think it's okay or have some kind of ideology that, or philosophy that would say that they had the right to determine um what's okay and what isn't like you were saying a viability is now redefined it's no longer sustained life according to science Right outside the womb that a, a baby can live, and now comes to a, a philosophical philosophical ideology that comes from the abortionist abortionist itself. It's like right. they determine what is viable and what isn't, and it goes back to the my choice, my body. Now it's my abortionist choice, their body. Yeah, let's I talk. Guess. Let's talk about the abortionists that are involved in this thing. The scripture says in Proverbs, the man who sheds innocent blood. Uh, no one should support. Uh, they should be a fugitive unto death, right? So this is one of the scriptures that, that gives us the marching orders to expose those who kill children. Uh, they should be a fugitive. I mean, they should be all in jail, right? Or executed, one of them, something, right, guy? But they should at least be on the run, right? They shouldn't be able to inhabit these buildings and, and live in these communities undisturbed. It's always been my contention. It doesn't mean we we advocate for violence. We don't, obviously. But these abortionists that are that are going to be working in this place, they have a sordid history, do they not? They were one of them was caught on film. I think it was with the uh, David Daleiden tapes. Can you familiarize our our viewers and listeners about the ones that are likely going to be doing the killing? Yeah, the main one is going to be uh, Jen Russo. Uh, she, like you said, uh, David Delighton um, caught her on tape and a, a number of others uh, admitting to uh, the demise of children for their body parts. And right. uh, they even uh, they even mentioned a uh, dig to Jackson that they didn't use it at the time because I think it was um, there wasn't enough of it going around. But right. Uh, which. If digoxin isn't inserted on a late-term abortion, that means there's 50% chance that the baby's going to be born alive. Born alive, and right? And the reason why they don't, you want to use dig, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing, I'm only guessing they're not, they're not advertising this, but I think that Dupont's going to have their hand in the market as well for harvesting baby organs. Um, right, in California, and they don't want to use dig. Yeah, I mean that's where David Delighton shot most of his undercover videos. Were in that in the uh, Southern California area, and caught this Jen Russo on tape talking about, you know, taking baby body parts from late-term babies and and selling them on the market. So that goes on un un unrestrained now. Unfortunately, it looks like this all trimester abortion clinic will probably be dealing in the body parts business. You can only imagine. I'm, I I know that it's a big business. Uh, late late term abortions is probably a big business in itself. Even though they don't have a list of prices, I've heard anywhere from three thousand to fifteen thousand dollars to do a all trimester abortion. And then you have the body parts that Jen um, right Jen was even caught on film talking to uh, 
uh, David Delighton about, uh, I think, Da Vinci Bioscience was one of the right. um, laboratory research um, facilities that was uh, trying to uh, buy or was buying uh, body organs. And so I, she, uh, she mentioned that. And so I can only imagine that she's already kind of a, a pro at this and will continue her, um, her professionalism in that, in that degree. I don't really consider it professionalism, but that is her profession is to, right. to uh, kill babies and to sell them. So Tim Clement is my guest. He is outreach director for survivors of the abortion Holocaust. He's there in Southern California. This is where this DuPont clinic is going to be setting up another shop, a chop shop for late-term abortion. They call it the bi-coastal model. Person-centered, I love that, instead of woman or mother-centered, you know, it's person. Have to be gender neutral, of course. Uh, and you guys are planning some type of response to this. Uh, as much as you're able to disclose, tell our viewers, our listeners, what you're planning to do and how they might be able to help. Yeah, so this summer, uh, Survivors is uh, partnering with other uh, pro-life organizations, and uh, we're going to actually uh, head it off and kind of uh, just uh, anchor down in Beverly Hills or close to it. To uh, and we're gonna the way we're gonna do that. We've already um, have a activist house that we're renting for a month from oh, cool. July <laughs> That's awesome. 13th to August 13th. It's going to be a month of just pure activism. So it's just say the date again, Tim. It's going to be probably, uh, I think it's July 13th to August 14th um, wow. or cool. July 8th to August 14th, one of those. And uh, we are basically just going to anchor down and we're going to invite all our friends. We've already invited people like you. We know that you're busy in Ohio, but we'd still love to have you, Mark, even if you came out and spoke for one day. And just uh, one of the things we're going to do is have speakers come out, educate, train, other the next genocide in our backyard. And what better way to do it to uh, go to the gates of hell and face DuPont um, trying to put this abortion clinic right in our backyard and to uh, try to shut it down. Well, it seems appropriate, unfortunately, that this is in Beverly Hills. It's like the abortion clinic to the stars, right? I mean, it, it kind of kind of fits in a way. Uh, and, you know, there are certain things you can do to, to shut them down, go to the city council, make sure that they're crossing their I's, totting their T or crossing their I's, <laughs> crossing their T's, dotting their I's in everything they're doing. But it is difficult to keep them out. But, you know, the, the idea of raising awareness in a community to what's going on is absolutely important. It's key, as I mentioned in this verse, that uh, no one should support them according to the Bible, and that they should be a fugitive, that they should be not be able to live a normal life. And so in some ways, that's the only judgment that these people will experience is the un being uncomfortable, being put in positions of having to explain what they do to their colleagues and friends and others because they like having a good reputation. They do. I know that. Absolutely. And it's the cocktail parties and all that. When they find out, people find out, oh, this is what you do? Seriously? You know? So mm -hmm. it definitely has a role. How can people find out more about it, Tim? Uh, well, if you want to, first thing is, I would uh, suggest that uh, going to stopdupontclinic.org. 
this uh okay. this lady named uh, she's a paralegal she uh she started a, a petition and we need everybody to sign that in california you're not from california probably shouldn't sign it but uh yeah okay. stop dupont dot clinic.org and all right probably should get as many signatures as we can to uh so we are armed on this uh next uh you can go to uh uh, survivors.la or you can get okay. a hold of me at tim at survivors.la okay. and uh you can find we can send you more information you don't have to be part of a pro-life organization if you just want to get involved we'll put you to work uh we'll 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 put you in the we'll pencil pencil you in and uh yeah hopefully we'll have enough uh enough places to sleep uh might have to do it old school sleep on the floor we'll get you a pillow mark <laughs> <laughs> that definitely is old school, brother. <laughs> I'll still, I, I still do it time every once in a while when necessary. Absolutely. All right, folks. So listen, your call to action today is to go to the website, stopduponclinic.org, sign the petition, and also keep following uh, the survivors of the abortion Holocaust who will be giving updates about this event that will be taking place this summer. Uh, during the months of July and August, you can make your way out to California, or if you live out there, be part of this, uh, exposing this all trimester abortion center, DuPont, DuPont clinic, uh, to the light of day. Um, it's an important work and Tim, thanks for being on the program. Appreciate it. Hey, Mark, thanks for having me. I appreciate you and appreciate being a partner, not only in pro-life, but, uh, the gospel as well. Amen, brother. The Bible says in Matthew 28 that uh, Jesus' great commission, he says, Go therefore and make disciples of the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey all that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you even to the end of the age. And that's, that's really who Created Equal is. We are a discipleship ministry. Obviously, we're anti-abortion. But we do a very difficult thing, and that is we try to combine the issues of abortion and the spreading of the gospel because we believe they're interconnected. That you can't have long-term change in culture without heart change. And heart change comes through a relationship with Jesus Christ, and that is why we reach out specifically to young people to train up the next generation of leaders. And that's why we have our boot camp during the summers, or better said, our summer internship. And then we're going to be launching that on June 5th. And uh, that'll take us through the entire summer. It's eight weeks long, June 5th through July 29th. We have people from all over the country coming to the, the state of Ohio here in Columbus to be part of this training. And our boot camp's a lot different than a lot of other internships. It's not just classroom. It's a lot of practical. It's on-the-job training. You'll get a lot of classroom, but a lot of uh, outreach and other types of things. And so that's what I think sets us apart because we're trying to train foot soldiers to go out into the culture and make a difference for life and the gospel. And that's what I want to spend a few minutes talking about uh, today. And my guest is Annalisa Harrison. She's one of our interns this summer. She'll be making the trip here soon to Ohio from the state of Texas. Annalisa, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. So listen, we've got a bunch of folks coming. You're one of them. 
uh, we're looking forward to seeing you soon. And uh, let me just, you know, we met at the justice ride, but kind of take me through the process of how you first heard about Created Equal, why you went to a justice ride, and now you're taking that next step and joining us for a summer. Yeah, I actually heard about you guys through social media, which I know the whole team has heard about. It was really funny because when I got there, so many of y'all were like, oh, are you on Elisa? Or are you on Elisa? And uh, it was just funny because, yeah, truly, I think the Lord led me to find you guys on social media. And from there, I just um, have always had a desire to do outreach or to just do something about fighting for the lives for the freeborn, but I didn't really know where to start. And when I heard about the justice ride, I was just looking at Yale's website, but it seemed like a really cool opportunity. And um, I knew I wanted to use my spring break to advance the gospel and to just learn and engage with people. So that's why I started. That's why I decided to go forward with the justice ride. Yeah. So folks, if you don't understand what the Justice Ride is, our premier training event, it's basically the front door to our ministry. What we do is we charter buses and we take them to Florida. We fill them up with young people. We train them on the bus. We train them in the classroom and we give them a lot of practical experience in pro-life activism in the state of Florida at some of the major universities there. And then that can often lead to an internship. And that's what Annalise is doing this summer along with several others. And we're looking forward to having them here in Columbus. Uh, What was it about the internship? You went to the justice ride. What was it, I guess, about the justice ride that got you thinking about an internship? Yeah, I know that at the beginning of the justice ride, I kind of had my mindset about what I was going to be doing for the summer and told myself. And what was that? I was supposed to go to Israel to serve with Oh, yeah, that's right. We had convos about that, didn't we? (laughs) I didn't discourage you because I told you I was going. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. It was was really cool because I was looking forward to it and um, really was wanting to go because of the experience that I had the last summer in Israel. But it just seemed like the Lord kept closing doors with that opportunity. And so um, I think the the... I think the what it ended up leading me to change my mind and go forward with the internship was the National Memorial for the Unborn. That mm. was really whenever it, it kind of set set in stone like what I was supposed to be doing, just the idea that there are thousands of children being killed on a daily basis in our country and yeah. you know, the opportunity in Israel was really cool, but uh, there's a, there's a, I guess another hill to die on that, um, comes first. So, yeah, well, I've often said, and this isn't original to me, but the need is the call. The need is the call. And there's such a great need for pro-life activists, young pro-life activists in our country, uh, going on mission trips are great. Going to Israel is good. Uh, but you know what? What most needs to be done is always my question, not what I most want to do, because <laughs> those things sometimes they line up, and they should eventually. Sometimes they don't line up, and sometimes the things you that most needs to be done is not the thing you necessarily want to do, 
but it's a thing that needs to be done. And, and I'm not saying coming here to Ohio is not going to be fun. You're not going to enjoy it, but it is a need. There is no doubt. And the need is the call. And so thank you for answering that call. I think you're going to be glad you did. Um, so a little bit about the summer internship, a lot of classroom, a lot of uh, outreach. You're looking forward to coming here. The reason we do this is to hopefully give folks like yourself an inter introduction to full-time pro-life activism, uh, or at least going back to your own hometown and continuing on. And so through the internship, we often recruit two, three, four, how many people to work for us for what we call a gap year. So there's kind of a, a sequence of events. There's a justice ride, then there's an internship and possibly the gap year. And the gap year is a real, it's a nine month, two semester term uh, period of time where people evaluate, young people evaluate whether they would want to go further and actually staff with Created Equal. And so we'll be, <laughs> you'll be hearing about that next. Um, so Annalisa Harrison is my guest. Uh, Annalisa, what, what is it about the pro-life thing that, that or issue that got your attention? I mean, you're a young person. You could be doing a heck of a lot of other things this summer. You were going to go to Israel. That's a great uh, thing to do. But what is it about this that gripped you? You say the National uh, the Memorial of the Unborn. I've been there several times, of course, very impactful. Uh, but what what is it that, that made you say, hey, I'm going to be one of the few to do do this? Yeah, I think one of the biggest things is just the reality that God sees these children as valuable. And mm. that was the biggest, the biggest thing. And it's something I keep coming across in scripture time and time again, just how valuable the Lord um, recognizes that the children in the womb are. And just seeing the apathy that my generation has towards the unborn is really saddening, actually, you know, instead of um, empowering mothers and empowering fathers to, um, you know, build lives and build homes that are based on Lord willing, you know, like the gospel, like that's where it starts, right, is the gospel changing everything about us and Lord willing, transforming the way that we would raise children and, um, you know, bring them up into the faith. And so I think the commandment to to go is a big one, obviously, um, in the Great Commission. And this is just the next thing that the Lord has called me to. And so, um, yeah, I'm excited for it. And yeah. Well, we're going to have really a good, good summer. We're going to have a good summer. And Fred, so I, 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 here's my call to action for you today. Uh, it costs us about $3,000 per student. However, Annalisa, like everybody else who's an intern, for us raises their own support for the summer. So their salary, they raise that money, but it costs created equal around $60,000 to put it on. It's about 3000 per student or so, something close to that. And so you can be part of it by sponsoring our internship and helping people like Annalisa, who's gonna raise her own support, God willing, but that doesn't cover all the other costs that we have involved in the internship, which is our own, uh, you know, our teachers, our guest speakers, a lot of the staff time, materials, signs, all the, you know, the trip we're going to go on, by the way, I don't know if you're aware of this, but we're going to take a road trip 
for a week. We'll be on the road doing activism. So you can get involved by supporting our work by going to createdequal.org slash donate. createdequal.org slash donate to help us out with the summer internship, the costs to operate that, uh, that program this summer. Annalisa, we're looking forward to having you here in Ohio. It's a long trip for, for you from Texas. Uh, we'll pray for traveling mercies. We look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you. Yep, I'll see you guys soon. So friends, please pray for Annalisa and all the other interns that are coming this summer to Columbus for the internship, the crash course, and the boot camp. Uh, they co we covered your prayers in that. These are very courageous and bold young people that are willing to do a lot of things that a lot, very few young people are willing to do, and that is to spend their summer saving unborn children. So please pray for them, and we'll see you next time. God bless you. God bless America. And remember America to bless God. You've been listening to Mark Harrington, your radio activist. For more information on how to make a difference for the cause of life, liberty, and justice, go to createdequal.org. To follow Mark, go to markharringtonshow.com. Be sure to tune in next time for your marching orders in the culture war.